Tonight, the role of Jeremy will be played by a glass of hot milk. On the cover, swarms of bees surround our heroes on all sides. Pyrrho's mask is cracked, William crouches over the unconscious form of Horace, and Darren holds a ripped-off car door between herself and the Darren children. In the center, the Baroness confronts Cybersaurus Hex, his hands spread and his face contorted in evil laughter. Issue 13. Beware. off with basically three things happening. So William and Piro are in the middle of the street with Tony Rex being attacked by a swarm. Mm-hmm. Darren has just been lured away from the museum by a swarm uh, and some police officers who are now stranded on top of the building. And the swarm is wheeling back around to maybe engage Darren. And the Baroness has just basically lost Cybersaurus Hex, who is now trundling down the street. Uh, your software just finished restarting, and I want to start there. Okay. So... As your body reconfigures, uh-huh. uh, the horn shrinks a little bit. It is still there, oh. but it's not like functional at this point. And the claws on one of your hand extend. Uh, your back legs kind of reconfigure a little bit to be a little more springy. And a couple of pieces of your armor just fall off. You're a little bit yeah. more alive now. Okay. Welcome to Puma mode. Yes. What do you do? I'm still reeling from that emotional uh, blow I took a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely less sure of myself, but I feel like the only thing I can do is just chase after him at this point. I feel a little bit faster, so, you know, maybe I can actually chase him down. You do. In this case, since he has a sizable head start on you and mm-hmm. is riding a T-Rex, which are pretty quick, yeah. um, I'm going to make you roll to unleash your powers. You're yeah. overcoming an obstacle. Yes, yes I am. Okay, that's seven, eight, nine, ten. Nice. So. Yes, minus two, eight. So, Thank eight. you. All right. So on an eight, uh, is this is this going to be um, is this going to be temporary? Or are you going to mark a t- condition, or is this going to be unstable? This hmm, I'm wondering what unstable does. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you. Yes, it's okay. unstable. Okay, so you spring out uh, into traffic, and your your new puma bear body just kind of does its own thing. Okay. You would normally just kind of like bear run and barrel, and no, now you're doing like parkour. You're kick flipping off of buildings. <laughs> You're jumping over cars. Um, as you do so, uh, obviously people are getting a sight of this and yeah. starting to scatter. Yeah. You eventually get right behind him, and as you do, you can feel the, the springiness in your legs start to fall off a little bit. Mm. So you're now keeping pace, but right behind Hex. Okay. So let's move on at this point over to Piero and William. This swarm of bees uh, with Hex's voice has kind of called out Tony and is basically launching itself at him. Tony is starting to shift into a dinosaur. People are running everywhere. What do you do? Are we specifically being attacked or are we just... Right now you're in the area, um, but you are not at this moment. Yeah, he's going for Tony. But we saw... Okay, so Tex-Rex, Tex-Mex, Tex... Whatever (laughs) we're calling him. Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex, yes. Tony Rex Dakota and his nemesis Cybersaurus Hex. 
who is now possessing a swarm of bees. It's a weird comic. So I need to take care of the bees. The bees are what is attacking Tony Rex. Okay, I have an idea if you would like. Um, I can uh, spend some burn and er, charge up a burn and then spend it on creating a barrier so the bees can't get to Tony Rex. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead and charge your burn. So, roll plus conditions I've marked. Yeah. Three conditions marked. Nice. Nine. All right. So what on a seven to nine happens? Um, Marking conditions. Okay. Yeah. Yay. And so uh, as we had kind of established last time, your mask sort of floats up and encases your head. Go ahead and mark that condition. All right. I guess I'll mark guilty. Okay. Can I also spend that burn to create the moat barrier? Absolutely. Nice. So are you just creating this around the bees or are you... Yeah, let's do the bees. Okay. Creating it around the bees. And I didn't ask last time, what does that look like when you create Mm -hmm. this moat? Big box. Yeah. Okay, so you create a big box around the bees. Big box. And now the bees are in a box. Bees are in a box. We'll just pop a quick H on this box. So the bees are in, in the bees are box. in a big box. Yeah. Okay, and they are. You know, you can hear them crashing against it. Uh, obviously, these are you know super magic bees right now. Of course. So you're gonna hold them um, yeah. for a while. Cool. And let's get over towards uh, William. Tony at this point is a dinosaur and kind of looks up at the bee box. That's my. That's my protege, Buzz. What? William? I don't think Buzz is feeling well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's Tex Hex. That's a that's a brave start villain. We don't own him. <laughs> that's a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? We're getting sued now. We're getting sued by filmation. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. And he kind of looks over towards the warehouse that you met uh, Horison. I don't think I could impose on you to maybe ask for some help. How do Buzz's powers work? Does he need those bees, or can he just get any bees? He is the bees. All bees? So I shouldn't kill them. I would appreciate if you didn't kill my protege. I mean, I'm sure you could. I'd just appreciate if you didn't. Sure. We'll go ask Horace for help. So William uh, heads over towards the thing and knocks and we're going to move over to Darren at this point. Mm-hmm. So you've got a swarm of bees mm-hmm. uh, swiftly basically making a bee line at you. Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh, shame on you. I'll, I'll see myself out. What does Darren do? All right, I have Todd and Cooper in tow, wrapped you do. in cilia, and I see the police officer on the uh, building in front of me. I will bravely run away. <laughs> Not that I'm afraid of the bees, I just know I need to get away from the swarm and find a safe place for Todd and Cooper. And, like, I don't feel that this is a good protocol for <laughs> chaperoning is dragging under a... Sorry, you have children to think about. What? Yeah. children to think about. I have children to think about. Everyone else here, they don't know what it's like <laughs> being a single parent. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to get away from these bees with Todd and Cooper. Yes, and so I can okay. face them more properly. That again sounds like overcoming an obstacle, so go ahead and unleash your powers. Yes. Oh boy, howdy. That's 12. Oh, those are sixes. Okay, sixes. Okay, nice. I thought those were ones for a second. Yeah. All right, nice. Uh, actually, it's a 15 because I have okay. plus three freak. Yeah. So you tell me how this looks because you are, Darren is in control. You are outrunning these bees, outmaneuvering these bees. Where are you putting the boys down? How does that go for you? I'm going to be phasing through buildings with Todd and Cooper, like Mm -hmm. phase with me because I'm touching them so I can like feel them. So I'm 
So as I'm like out running bees, I'm like phasing through like flagpoles and skyscrapers mm-hmm. and buildings. And so you just see like this ghostly form like nice. flying nice. between. And, and in each of those panels, we can see like this swarm of bees behind you trying to keep up. But they like have to go around the building. Or, like... Yeah, exactly. And where do you eventually put the kids down? Uh, I want to find a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> okay. I just put them down right in front. Yes, because this is clearly where children are kept when they are not needed. <laughs> so we get that, so we get that panel where there's like just this pink blur that you know goes low to the ground, and then Todd and Cooper are outside the Chuck E. Cheese with like their arms raised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the bees swarm past them after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's get back to the Baroness at this point. Uh huh. All right. So you are right behind Hex on his uh, priceless T Rex skeleton oh, mount. Uh, and he looks over his shoulder at you and just, like, throws a, a blast of, you know, green magical energy at you. Sure. Uh, you know, rips up the street a little bit but doesn't hit you. What do you do? Do I have... Can I, like, look around and see where he's heading? Do I have any idea? At this point, he looks to just be trying to get away from you. Okay, so he's just trying to get away from me. Yeah. Uh, he's just trying to get a, get to a place where he can maybe make an escape from. But at the point, he's not trying to go, like, directly to a hideout or anything. Okay. 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 I, I want to try to jump onto his dinosaur. Okay. Just to get up on there? Yeah, just so I, I, I don't have to keep running behind him. Yeah, um, let's, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue for you. Let's just okay. go ahead and do it. So yeah, you're up on the back of this dinosaur at this point. So uh-huh. you jump up on the back of it. Um, he kind of turns around at you. You are dang persistent. I knew I stole this armor for a reason. I don't know what to say to that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Return this skeleton to the museum. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what? Roll a provoke someone. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay, that's a ten plus superior. Okay. Which is zero. Okay, okay but that's a ten. So that's a ten. So you basically just command him to return this thing to the to the, to uh-huh. the museum. <sighs> On a ten plus, they rise to the bait and do what you want. So he wheels around very what? quickly. No, no, hold on, this works. So he wheels around at you and goes, fine, you want to go back? Let's go back. And the, and the skeleton turns around, scrapes you against the side of the building, and he is now running back towards the museum. Um, I do want you to, um, I do want you to roll to take a powerful blow because he just knocked you against a building. There. Yeah, yeah. This is going to hurt. Low, low, low. That's going to be... A ten. Nice. <laughs> what do you do? Do you remove yourself, or do you um, lose control of your powers, or in a terrible way, or two from the seven to nine list? Let me see. You know, I think <laughs> I think this is the point where I lose control of my powers in a terrible way. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. There's All no right. one else around. No. This is fine. So no, you're, you're in the middle of the city. <laughs> so you're in the middle. <laughs> stop your Okay, alright, alright, so here's how this works. So, Hex at this point you, is getting a little frustrated, and he's like, fine, we'll go back to the museum. Knocks you against a building, and your technological parts, because as he has been merging with this uh, dinosaur skeleton, it's been kind of growing that same yeah, cyber yeah. carapace that the other one did, your tech starts merging with that tech. Right. And you find yourself in control of the back half of this skeleton. You've got control nice. of the legs. Okay. You don't have control of your own legs, though. God. You are locked into this T-Rex skeleton. That is horrifying. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> And Hex kind of a giant, like, panther-shaped tumor on the back of a T-Rex. Nightmare scenario. 
And Hex kind of uh, scowls at you. No backseat driving. <laughs> and he raises a hand to uh, make like a magic blast at you. Let's uh-huh. get back to William. Yeah. Yay. So you're I want not... to be in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that fight's way more interesting than knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> give it a sec. You're going to get yelled at. Roll to unleash your powers. <laughs> give it a sec. So uh, Horace opens the door and she's got a cup of tea with her. I leave you alone for what? Three minutes? Cowboy that wants her help, not me. And she looks up at the box. What's in the box? <laughs> Apparently, some guy that I'm not allowed to kill. Oh, okay. And she snaps, and the box bursts into flames. Hero, my box. Hero, you know how box full of burning bees. Uh, okay, so I guess I have to spend another burn because it's threatened by. A particularly powerful enemy. It definitely is. So, okay, so I guess that's going down to one. Okay, so you're trying to reinforce this thing. Yeah, I mean... We it's don't burning have... from the inside. Is it burning from the inside? No, she's going to have to get through your moat to get to that. Okay, oh. okay, so yeah. it's burning from the outside, so I'm... Mm. But they're probably not happy in there, and you can actually start to hear this, like, squeal from inside the box. Oh, come on! <sighs> Alright, so... If I let the barrier go, all the bees are gone. What's Tony Rex doing about this? We'll get Tony to that Rex in just is a second. We'll get to this he's, in ju- he's a sad dino dad. We'll get to this in just a second. But how is Pyrrha reacting? Uh, I guess I just I guess I'm just gonna keep my attention on the on the moat because otherwise the bees will run away. Okay, sure. So, so go ahead and use that other bird. So that's all of them. Okay, you had three, right? Yes, I had so three. That's two out of three so far. But it's it took one to make the one boat. to make it, and now you've got one to reinforce it. Okay, so all right. Okay. Button. Okay. So Tony at this point sees this happen and his eyes just kind of go wide and he shifts back down into human form and goes over and grabs Horace kind of like by the shoulders. You're gonna kill Buzz! And uh, she looks at him. That is a magic guy possessing a bee guy. Magic bee guys are bad. She looks over at William. I agree with her, yeah. Right? Yeah, that right. makes perfect sense. And I think at this point, uh, Tony... has got to have, like, a hive somewhere he can reconstitute his uh, family. Uh, at this point, Tony is, uh, you can tell, about to maybe do something rash. Tony swings at Horace. Oh, no! Oh, no! So, here's the question for William. Are you going to let that happen, or are you going to try and stop it? You can't pretend that you didn't see it like you did in your classroom. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Charlie problem. <laughs> I oh, I know this anything. is happening. The question is, do I want to see it happen? I mm-hmm. really like Horace. She seems cool. So you're just, so, are you going to try and stop Tony? Yeah, why would I try and stop him? Because he's, he's trying horse. to hurt her. Yeah, but I want to see her, what she can do. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, so you, you're just going to let it happen. Yeah, I'm going to oh, let no. this happen. All right. Tony, because Horace at this point is doing a similar thing to um, Piero's burn, where she is concentrating on burning this stuff out, she really can't defend herself. And Tony clocks her across the face. Oh. And as he does, his arm dino bulks up. Horace goes down. Nice. Um, disappointed, and, okay. and he kind of shakes his fist a little bit. Oh, she's not going to like that. Okay, let's save my B-boy. And at this point, uh, Piro. Yes. So between Horace's magical attack and the bees, you know, attacking the inside of this box, it kind of shatters at this point. Uh. Okay. The bees sweep towards you because you have been controlling them at this point. Okay. You've been containing them. Okay. They they basically grab you and they jet straight up. You're probably 30, 40 feet in the air at this point. What do you do? Uh, okay. Can I do something? Yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, as they're starting to do that, I'm going to try out my new powers. I'm going to make a portal. Okay. 
even though I'm probably going to have to roll to unleash my powers. Uh, this is a stressful play. situation. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the idea is that I'm going to make a portal uh, right above where they're going, mm-hmm. and it's going to... The other end of the portal will be at the bottom of the lake, <laughs> and I'm going to dump water on them. Okay. Okay, I see where you're going, yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant you were sneaking. No, I'm not going to. They're not going to go into the portal. You're just kind of, I'm just going to make, make a pattern. temporary waterfall. and there, just... there is a sizable pond in Simone Park. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, not doing the ocean here. Yeah, we're not, not creating lake. Yeah, it's not far from here, so you know where there's a pond close to here. Cool. I'll go ahead and yeah, go ahead and unleash your powers. I thought you were making a portal to hell and like <laughs> sending the bees to hell. And I'm like, that's overkill? He said he didn't want to kill them, so douse them. They can't move. And Bad yeah, yeah, to hell is not being killed. Go ahead and Makes sense. Go ahead and roll it. Nice. Okay. Didn't suck that time. That's a seven. Nice. So you can either mark a condition or this can be unstable or temporary. It doesn't need to last long. Okay. I'm fine with temporary. Okay. So, yeah, you open a portal. There's a big of water. Hero falls probably not the whole the whole way, but, you know, uh, starts falling. Mm-hmm. And these bees, rather than full on weighing down, get wet enough that they're kind of dispersing and they're not, you know flying in a concerted pattern at this point. You hit the ground, Piero. The back of your mask kind of like cracks a little bit against the, the pavement. Uh, I would like you to go ahead and mark your doom track, and we're going to have a brief flashback. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is Mew getting ready to go out and, you know, just like in the mirror, like adjusting, you know, clothes and hair and that kind of stuff. And there's a speech bubble from off-panel that says, Mew, hurry up, we're going to be late for the movie. I don't want to miss the previews. The next panel we get is Mew and Ruby exiting a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask, what kind of movie did they go to see? Oh, it's definitely, like, not something that was just released. It was, like, one of those special, like, $10 movies mm-hmm. where you go and watch one on, like, a really big screen, mm-hmm. that like like a, like a Ghibli film or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, there you go. Okay. So kind of like art house kind of thing. Yeah. Less uh, less big budget movie theater, more like small kind of occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just genre wise, what kind oh, of like, movie? Oh, like like an anime movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, so so definitely like a Studio Ghibli kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So you guys are coming out, and there's a big marquee uh, for a big budget film that's coming out this summer: Axiom versus Paradox, Crime of the Century. Uh, and Century is S E N T R Y, like the hero Century. And Ruby, there's like a big stand-up marquee with like all three of them, like life-size. And she heads over and she's like, take my picture. Sure. All right. Click. And that and that flash on that picture is where we come back to uh, Piro mm-hmm. in the middle of the street. And there are now some soggy, soggy bees. <laughs> Thanks, uh, soggy bees. Tony is at this point trying to gather them up into a pile. <laughs> because he doesn't know how to deal with this. <laughs> What is William doing? I'm going to check and see if Horace is coming around yet. Oh, she is out. Tony hit her with a T-Rex punch. Should have hit her with the water. <laughs> Splash. Now that said, the... Is uh, her door open? It is. <laughs> <laughs> now that's interesting. Now look on your face. <laughs> and that is real interesting. Yeah. So this like pile of artifacts in the corner. Oh, yeah. No, you're a hero. Don't do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Baroness. Sh- so, shoulder, so shoulder bear is... Uh... Uh, I'm going to kind of like just take 
know, the staff I have just kind of prop it over my shoulder real oh, casually and kind of oh. saunter inside. I'm going to take a look around, see if there's anything of you particular saunter, interest. You saunter inside and the door closes behind you. Oh god, that's not good. <laughs> and you turn around and you realize that the door is gone. Well, of course it is. So, you're now in Horace's sanctum. Sweet. And... Yeah, there's bookshelves, there's a giant pile. Like I said, it looks like a giant pile of gold coins with artifacts sticking out of it in one corner. I'm going with the uh, bookshelf. Going with the bookshelf? Yeah, okay. look for some texts on uh, ancient Sumerian. Sounds great. Sure. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and give you a couple of books. Um, we'll f- figure out what those are later. Okay. But you grab a couple of things that look interesting to you. And are you just going to like put these in like a backpack or... Because you had a boat hat and, you know, short <laughs> hats. Normal so people wear. Normal people wear. <laughs> oh, no, I should still have uh, the I, uh, hat from uh Yes, you have the yes, you have Cyber Swords. Uh, yes. Load them up into in the, the, in the cowboy hat. Start carrying them that Okay, way. all right. Um, now that said, you do have to figure out how to get out of here. So this room, you get a very similar feeling to your dad's study, like that space behind it where it doesn't feel like it's really there. And you suspect that there's got to be some way to get out of here. What would William try? Well, first thing to try would be a, a teleportation portal. Okay, so go ahead and unleash your powers. We'll go ahead. And, we'll go with that. You're gonna go that didn't go well. It's not bad. It's a got? five. It's a five. Oh, okay. okay. Told you I'm not good at unleashing my power. This is actually this is actually good. So go ahead and mark potential. You start concentrating on somewhere. What? Okay. So the way these these portals work is you have to go somewhere that you know. Where was William trying to go? Frankly, probably just not too far back outside. Okay. So just back out onto the street. Yeah. Okay. And this orange ring of fire expands in front of you, and rather than the outside street, it's your dad's study. And your dad is sitting across the desk on the other side of this portal. Wait, what? <laughs> and he's reading a newspaper, and as the portal opens, he kind of flips it down and looks over at you. You don't know whether or not he's actually seeing you, but he's looking in that direction. What do you do? I'm just going to close that portal. <laughs> <laughs> <Just the room. laughs> you get it down to about the size of a quarter, but it's still there. Okay. As you do that... The uh, back wall of Horace's sanctum splinters out into this vast, not familiar desert. And this is not like something you've seen on planet Earth. The sky is purple, the sand is silver, and you can hear in the distance some sort of howling. Interesting. You know what? Let's pause right there. Uh, Let's get back to the Baroness. That's a good panel to pause on. All right, so the Baroness, you now have control of the back legs of a dinosaur, and uh, you are stopped in the middle of traffic. Uh-huh. Hex is about to shoot a magic bolt at you. What do you do? I am going to jump. Okay. <laughs> what is the plan of this jump? Uh, the plan is to distract, like, knock his bolts off target. Okay. Just, you know, knock him off guard, maybe knock him off the dinosaur. Okay. Who knows? Okay. Um, I think I think we're going to call that directly engaging a threat. That works with me. Okay. <laughs> Does let you get max angered if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine, ten. Okay. Do you want to engage any of your moves? I don't think I need to at the moment. Okay. So go ahead and pick two off. I'm just going to take my ten right. and run with it. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Let's see. 
I'm going to resist or avoid his blows. Okay. As I intended. Sure. And I don't have any allies to create an opportunity for. So I had wanted to take from him his control of the dinosaur. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, that's what I would like to do. So you jump, and again, a T-Rex jumping is a big event. Yes. When you land, the shockwave just knocks him full on off the dino. He's like shooting bolts up at you, but they're like impacting off the side of the skeleton, um, off the uh, the cybernetic kind of carapace that's around it at this point. Uh-huh. And he falls in the middle of the street, uh-huh. uh, lands on top of a parked car, the siren starts going off, and he just kind of like rubs the back of his head. All right, okay, you know what? If you really want that dino that badly, it's all yours. Have fun with it. And um, at this point, he just starts sprinting off down a side street that your dino is too big to go yeah. down. So let's move over uh, right quick once more to Piro and Tony Rex. Hello. Out in the middle of the street. Yep. He's got these bees together, and he kind of looks over at you. I don't think CPR is going to work here. You seem more magic than I am. I'm sorry to impose, but I just kind of had to knock out my ex-girlfriend. Um... Is there anything you oh, can God. do? Oh, <laughs> God. You didn't pick up on that earlier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh... They used to date. They used Darren to date. did not get that. It did not go well. Yeah. Well, Darren wasn't there, so Darren was not there. Uh, Darren was, one not there, and two, we don't have those relationships That's on true. planet. That's true. All right. That's good point. So anyhow, uh, he has basically asked if you and your magic person capacity can do anything. I do want to remind you of a feature that your class has that we have mm-hmm. not used so far of your playbook. Oh, the sanctuary? Uh-huh. Yeah. And one of the things your sanctuary has... Okay. I have a place where I can rest, recover, and reflect upon my powers. Oh, it's it's uh, aid and assistant. Oh god, I'm so disorganized. I'm it's sorry. okay. No, you're fine. Ooh. meditation space. Oh, and it's healing equipment. You're yeah. right. Wow, amazing. So let's just heal up them bees. So you can use your sanctuary to heal. Yeah. So when you use your sanctuary, I can give you a couple of things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And right quick, sorry, let me pull this up. I had this just a second ago. I'm going to edit all this out. It's fine. Yay. Right. This is the Yay. part where I didn't know about my sanctuary. <laughs> yes. So this is the part where I swear a lot, right? So I'm only going to give you two conditions that you have to do to make this happen. Okay. Uh, so first, you're going to need to mark a box on your Doom Track. Okay, fair. And you will risk danger from Ruby because this will attract Ruby. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. And, and it might not be right now. She might not show up right now, but this will definitely alert Ruby to where you are. That's fair. That's fine. Okay. We're fine. We're good. It's so fine. what does this look like um, when Kiro uses their sanctuary in this in this fashion? Okay, so I guess like I take I, I take the mask off my hip. Okay. And I think I would put it on the pile of bees. Okay. And like just snap yeah. my fingers and no, then I like bah, it. bees. I like it. So you you don't really and again this is I think the first time Kiro has done something like this. Yeah. So you do that and your mask hasn't talked to you since you made your pact with the playwright. As you do this, you see this kind of green glow that when um, when Hex shot William with that bolt that made the, the staff stick to his hands, it's that yeah. same color. Oh, wow. And it rises from these bees, and your mask just sucks it right up. Sucks up the bees. Nope, the glow. Yeah. Oh. And the eyes of your mask are very briefly glowing green, uh, and then that just kind of dims. And you hear, that was wholly unpleasant. And the bees start to kind of shake a little bit and walk around, be like, and happy buzz. And Tony, you can tell, has been kind of holding his breath this entire time. That was cool. (laughs) 
and the bees go stir deck and they form into like a little uh, bee man and uh, Tony wraps his arms around him and gets like a bee hug and I think that's where we pause that particular scene William sorry no you know Darren it's been a minute so Darren you have dropped off the kids mm-hmm. and at Chuck E. Cheese at Chuck E. Cheese yes. and are you going to evade these bees entirely or are you going to choose to face them somewhere? I'm going to make my stand. Okay. Where are you yes. going to make your stand? I'm going to make my stand in the Chuck E. Cheese parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so not even very far from the kids. No, I drop them off. But she has to watch them. I ha- yeah, I can't. <laughs> there could be creeps in there. That's true. There probably are. So, yeah, you come down in the part in the Chuck E. Cheese parking lot. The bees swarm through, knock like a couple of cars out of the way, and rush right at you. What do you do? All right, I need you to tell me if this is dumb or I can't do it. I... The answer is never no. <laughs> okay. No, sorry, never yes. You can obviously do it. My plan, because while I was flying, I came with this plan. I'm going to find a minivan. I'm going to grab it, phase it so it's light, swing like a baseball bat, and when I have the bees halfway through it, rephase it so that it becomes reconstituted around them and trap them in a sedan. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Be there. How do I want to handle that? Because that could either be directly engage or unleash your powers. And I think in this case, I'm going to lean towards um, directly engage. Okay. And... So that's plus danger. Plus danger? Oh, honey bunches. Okay. And if you're afraid, it's a minus two to that. I am not afraid. I have no... That's good. Conditions? I am just... My danger is not... (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. It's not the best. That's fine. Come on, dice. Be good to me one more time. (laughs) Right. Oh, honey. It's a four. It's a four. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, you lighten this thing up. You swing at them. You catch maybe half of these bees in here, Mm -hmm. uh, but the other half are unfortunately left outside the van. Okay. And they swarm around. You are a plant person. These are bees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would like you to roll to take power for blow. All right. It's an eight. Okay, so on a uh, seven to nine, lash out verbally, which I'm going to say is probably not. You don't have any teammates here. Mm-hmm. So it's either give ground or mark two conditions. I'm going to mark two conditions. All right, what are you going to mark? I'm going to mark afraid, because that's what I am like in real life. Okay. And then I'm going, I'm going to say insecure. And the bees kind of hover for a second in front of you. Um, a lot of them sting you and just immediately die, mm-hmm. because that's how bees do. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of them kind of stop in front of you and, like, tip an imaginary cowboy hat made of bees. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really glad you chose to join me rather than helping your friend, because that fight's going great right now. But, uh, if you really want to keep, keep doing this dance, I'm more than welcome. What does Darren do? <sighs> um, alright, I think I'm going to do coming for you. Okay. Because when I mark a condition, I take plus going forward against the person I'm most blamed for causing. It. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. And that could be Hex, definitely. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say it's Hex. Okay. Doing that, so I'm going to activate coming for you. Okay. And then what you doing? I'm going to put the sedan that is filled with bees down. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to rip a car door off of another vehicle and phase myself so that I can't be hurt. Okay. And I'm going to use that to swat at bees in the parking okay. lot. All right. Go ahead and roll that directly engage. You're All swatting right. at the bees. Swatting at bees with the swatting car at door. Bees. You do at least have a plus one on this. Uh, All right. So what is your danger? Negative one, but plus one, so it's still a four. It's still a four. Yeah. Okay. Darren is just having some bad engage She's... rolls lately. And mark potential. So... Uh, yeah, I filled, up, I filled my potential. So you'll get, to, you'll get to take an uh, advancement after this. Yeah. All right. So 
you rip the car door off, you smash the bees, mm-hmm. and weirdly enough, he doesn't even get out of the way. Oh! So you yeah. smash this, like, half a colony of bees. Okay. And it's in the aftermath of that that you realize that this is Hex possessing bodies. Oh no! And the bees inside the van go, Wow, that looked real painful. Didn't know you had it in you. Oh no. Don't pity pat me. Don't give me don't give me a pity pat. And I think that's a good scene to pause on for Darren there. Let's get back to William. You're in this uh, space. There's a quarter-sized hole to your dad's office floating next to you, and one of the walls has just fallen out to reveal this giant alien desert. Cool. What do you do? I am going to uh, find a chair and sit down and read. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, uh, you saw you saw Horace conjure up a chair earlier, and that chair is still here. Sweet. So you just have yourself a seat, and you start reading a book. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. Outside on the street, Tony Rex is kind of halfway holding up um, Buzz, mm-hmm. or at least the part of him that still exists here. True. And he looks over at you. Are you going to be okay if I get him some help? Yeah, why not? Yes. Thank you for all your help. And I'm not hard to reach. I got to drive in. Come <laughs> see me sometime. And he turns into a giant T-Rex and starts trundling off down the street with Buzz. Yeah. You are now left outside with an unconscious horse mm-hmm. uh, in front of her warehouse. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to mime scooping something mm-hmm. with my hands mm-hmm. and then I'm go it, it's water okay. I'm slashing it around my hands uh-huh. and then I'm going to dump it on Horace's face. Uh that's fine. I'm not going to make you roll for that. Yay. So you splash it on Horace's face and she kind of like shakes her head like what the hell? <laughs> oh god it's you. And she starts pushing herself back up. Where the hell is Tony? And he's gone by this point. Mm-hmm. Deal with that later. She looks around. Did we get the bees? We got the bees, right? I nod. Cool. And she reaches over and touches the door to her sanctum and kind of pulls her hand back. It shocks her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who's in there? I look around, like, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> my hands up, like, I don't know. Cool. Uh, you probably want to stand back a little bit. Okay, I uh, take a step back. And she takes a couple of steps back and rubs her hands together uh, and says a, a few quick words. On your side, William, there is a really loud thump, and then a boom. The wall closes back up. The door opens, and Horace is standing there with a ball of fire in one hand, staring daggers at you. Okay. Who said you could come in my house? No one. Get out. So, that right there. Out. Out. (laughs) The portal? She holds the fireball up. I walk out uh, past her, and... Yes. Uh... Okay, here's a great question. Are you being a dick? And if the answer is yes, don't do that thing. Well, what what would William do? Yeah. True. William is still at the point where he doesn't isn't sure what his goal is right now. In general. Mm -hmm. Not just in the situation, in general. And he wants someone to show him what to do that isn't his father because mm-hmm. he wants a different path. So yeah. as he walks out, he's going to pull his void chime out of his pocket and start tossing it in the air as he walks by her. Wow. She squishes the fireball in her hand. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> nice flex. 
I'm going to regret this. Come inside. Oh, thanks. I appreciate the invitation. She looks over, Piro, not you, and closes the door. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh honey! <laughs> Ouch! Shift your labels. Oh, uh, and yeah, inside. she actually is going to be shifting both of your labels here right quick. Um, with William, she is shifting your freak up and your mundane down. Because she is treating you like, at this point, now maybe you're worth something. With Piro, it's the opposite. She is shifting your mundane up and your freak down. Do you want to accept these? I don't want to accept this. Okay, so how are you going to reject this? I have um, a move from my uh, one of my doom signs. Okay. Portal, mark my doom track to appear in the scene with anyone I want. So I think I'm just going to just <laughs> portal, portal right in there. In there. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll definitely count. Go ahead and roll to reject. Sure. Is it plus anything? It is just normal. Straight okay. up. Normal. 11. Nice. So first off, on a 10 plus, choose two. On a 7 and 9, choose one. Oh. So here's what you can choose from. You get to choose two of these. Clear condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong, which you have done. Nice. So you can either do either of those. You can shift one label up and one label down of your choice, or you can cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. Just so, against them? Against them, yes. Okay. Ooh, um, so you could cancel her influence, or you could do the other two things. I would like to clear a condition. Okay. And then your other choice is going to be shift a label up and or down or cancel their influence. I think I'll shift a label up. So you do both. You one up and one down. Oh one yeah, up one up. up yeah, then I'll do that. Okay, so okay. what are you going to shift? I think I'm going to shift my freak up. Okay. And my mundane down, actually. Okay. So you're going in the opposite yeah. direction. You're like, no, I'm cool too. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how about William? Are you going to accept freak up mundane down? I'm going to accept that. Okay. She closes the door, those masks freak me out, and then Piero immediately just pops in. What does that portal look like? Because this is the first time Piero's done it. I just like the image of her closing the door and Piero's just standing there behind it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Okay, so we don't have, we don't have to see what it looks <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, I'm just there. You're just there. <laughs> right behind me, aren't they? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Meanwhile, let's move back over towards the Baroness. Okay. Hex has run down a side street. Uh-huh. Uh, you are still stuck to a T-Rex. Uh-huh. It is now paused in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. What do you do? Well, I want to look around to get my bearings first. Okay. Because I'm still not entirely sure. There was a lot going on. Like, I want to know where, like, I know where he's going, sort of where I am, so. Okay, I'm trying to get my bearings. Assess your situation. Okay, that's a seven... Plus, what goes into that? Superior. Yeah, seven. Okay, seven. Uh, so I think you get one of those questions. Yes, I do. What here is in the greatest danger? <laughs> Probably this T-Rex skeleton. It is okay. priceless. It is at this point covered in a cybernetic carapace that you're uh-huh. not sure how to get off. Okay. And it is in the middle of a street. It also has a tumor. That's, yes. that's you. It I am a giant, tumor. You, yes. you are a tumor. So, the skeleton is in the most danger because if you continue right. this fight stuck to this thing, it's probably going to get damaged. Yeah, no, I'm. I think I'm just going to let him go. Okay. Well, I'm going to head back towards Kopi. Okay. But on the way, I'm going to have a lot of fun with okay. the T Rex. Sure. I'm going to throw myself into easy relief. That's fine. You're just going to like stomp down the street. Yes, like... I'm just going to play it up. Okay, all right. I think that'll count. So you'll okay. clear that condition. And that'll be good for that scene because basically you're yes. just going to Kobe HQ at this point. Yes, I just... Sure. I figure someone there can figure out sure. what to do. That's that's where we'll pick up with the Baroness. Yeah. 
Um, that's a good place for the Baroness to stop right there. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, back over to Darren. So you have just squished <laughs> a bunch of colonies. The other one are the other ones are in the van. They don't seem to have any care to escape at this point. They're just <laughs> glad that they have distracted you. And Hex is kind of taunting you at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm okay. This was my. This is, it's not the best plan. Go. Okay. So you know, inside Chuck E. Cheese's, they have those machines. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> they have machines where you put the coins in, and then you have that robot claw arm that can like yeah, go yeah, down yeah. and you'll pull. Yeah, the claw, yeah, the claw yeah. machines. Yeah. I want to get one of those. Okay. And then do the same thing I do with the car, only trap the rest of the bees in it and that. The rest of the bees are dead. I'll, I'll give you that. You squish them with the car door. Oh, all of them? Yeah. Oh, so the other... They're either trapped or dead. Yes. They're either trapped or dead. Yeah. They're okay. in a van or squished under a car door. Okay, so is he... So I feel... He taunted me, so should I... Mark a condition or read. This is this is this is this is up to you. Um, I will say that the taunting is going to because he is an adult does okay. have influence over you is going to try and shift your labels and he is shifting your superior down and your danger up mm-hmm. because he thinks that you did something dumb and dangerous and hurt a hero, which kind of true. So do you accept that or are you going to try and reject that? I'm going to try and reject that. <laughs> okay. How are you going to act to prove him wrong? I'm going to go into Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to pick up Todd and Cooper mm-hmm. from the bounce balls, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take the sedan <laughs> and drag it behind me <laughs> like a victory, okay. like a carcass. Sure. Yeah. So I just stole someone's car. You that did. mom's going to have a rough That's time. That's fine. <laughs> and take it's it back with me. Full of bees. A sedan Nobody full wants of that. bees. No one wants that. Where are you taking it? I want to take it back to the museum of, like, yeah. where it all began of, like, okay. and show, like... Well, look at what I caught okay. in my adventures. All right, so go ahead and roll to reject that influence. Okay. And we're... Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's been a rough time. It has. You, as much as you want to pretend like this is a good, noble thing, the fact that you just killed a quarter of a hero yeah. <laughs> is weighing heavily It's on weight you. loss. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so on a miss, their words hit you hard. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and mark a condition. Okay. And I will adjust your labels. And I think... I think danger is definitely uh, going up. Do you think Darren would feel worse that she hurt a person or that she made a bad decision? I think she'd be more upset that she made a bad decision. So that'll be superior to him. Okay. All right. By the time you get back to the museum, uh, Todd Roman, funny enough, has alerted the police. There are now many more of them here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also some repair crews that are already starting to work on clearing away the rubble. Officer Darren and Meredith are actually here. Uh, because they knew that this is where you were going. And when they heard this alert come out that there's this horrible thing happening at the museum, they rushed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in plain clothes. Officer Darren is wearing a nice, uh, like... Normal people wear? A casual suit, I was going to say. They were at a fancy, at a fancy lunch. Yeah. And Meredith is uh, wearing a very nice sundress. Because it's a beautiful day out. Mm-hmm. And when they see the kids, they kind of like rush forward and grab the kids and, you know, lift them up. And the kids are just going like, it was so cool. Darren fought some bees. <laughs> we got to meet Todd Roman. <laughs> we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, like they are just ecstatic. And you can, you can tell that the parents are way more upset about this because they know how dangerous the situation was. Mm. Um, but Officer Darren kind of reaches over and puts a hand on your shoulder and goes, thanks for keeping them safe. I'm glad I can count on you. And he is also shifting your labels. And he is shifting your mundane up and your freak down. Do you accept that? I'm going to accept that. Okay. My what? Mundane up and freak down. The panels that we are going to end on here, these are a couple of like no dialogue, just like panels, where we see Horace uh, sitting in her chair 
and she's got, at this point, she's just accepted that Piero's going to be here. And she's got Piero and William kind of sitting on the floor, cross-legged, uh, while a fire goes in the background. And you can tell that she's talking about something. So Horace, at this point, has kind of taken the two of you under her wing. We get a panel of, you know, the, uh, the parents, Darren, putting the kids to bed. And downstairs, uh, Darren is watching the television. We get a couple of panels of some people in Kobe uniforms with really complicated pieces of technology, like trying to pry you out of a dinosaur and like carefully deconstructing the carapace that's around this thing well into the night. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to go to the Baroness right quick. After you get out of this thing, Mm -hmm. um, where is the Baroness going? That's a good question. So they they get me out. See, where would I go? I feel like I just want to go wander around the streets for a little bit. Sure. You know, I I feel like tagging something. I've had a rough day. Okay. (laughs) So you're out on the street, and we get a couple of panels of uh, Mm -hmm. the Baroness putting up some street art. Uh, that big, you know, bear witness yes. uh, tag that uh, that is that is her thing now. Yes. And over these, we get a news broadcast, and it starts where we have Darren downstairs watching the television because it's news. Darren doesn't know the difference in news and regular programming. I really don't. It's William's dad. You've never met him personally, mm-hmm. but he does talk about his son William. Mm-hmm. Several days ago. My boy went missing, and behind him on one side is standing a younger man that the readers will recognize as Eric, and on the other side is standing William's mother, and she is just holding a little glass and you can tell that her hand is shaking. And then to the left of William's mother is standing Debbie Diabolus. I am offering a sizable reward for any news on the whereabouts of my son. Understand, if you've kidnapped him if you if you're holding him for ransom i will pay whatever you want he was last seen at the simonson parkway bridge he was going to go public you see my son has recently acquired some technology that gives him abilities that he was going to use for the betterment of the public he is a true hero all i want is for my boy to come home so please if you know the whereabouts of william and furnace Contact us. And the news goes off.
Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of emotions, bad decisions, and spandex. Give it your dollars, it's well worth them. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at catfood, C4Tfood. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.